Jared from the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. And, yeah, first of all, uh, the Hooks, Rubs, and Spices family wanted me to pass along a note for you uh, to tell you thank you very much for uh, posting all those pictures. They're definitely going to be reposting some of those onto their, uh, onto their Instagram page. Uh, so, yeah, thank you from them. Uh, food looks great. Uh, keep on doing what you're doing there and rubbing that hooks, rubs, and spices all over your meats and veggie sticks. And then, uh, yeah, listening to this episode with Black Rambo, Trouble Man himself, uh, very cool episode, very interesting to hear, uh, uh, from his perspective, uh, you know, his experience in the Marines, uh, as well as how his whole gun, uh, uh, enthusiasm sort of came about or didn't come about, however you would call it. Uh, and, yeah, man, uh, it's funny, obviously, you know, he wants to be a rapper, or he is a rapper, I guess, uh, you know, and, and he has all these opportunities to work with these big-name artists, but he's more of a homebody, it sounds like. He just like to go get his, get, his, uh, get his show in and then be done and go home and chill. You know, most people in these situations, they're trying to brown nose as much as they can. Uh, to get a deal somewhere. And yeah, he's like, if it happens, it happens. So I think that's pretty dope. Um, next thing is, yeah, congrats to Hoppy on the movie. I know I'm sending that message to him through your voicemail, but hey, whatever. I only got two minutes to talk. So don't get crazy. <laughs> don't get crazy because I got two minutes. Anyway, yeah, man. Um, Hope all is well out there. Uh, uh, yeah. Shout out. Here we go. You are now listening to Random Rambling with Rock. Yay! This is the anthem. You're ready for some random shit from Rob. Now everybody stand up and lift your arms. Put your hands in the sky like you're pinching stars. Go piss on Mars! What? It's so random. It's all gravy. The podcast is Rob's. Yeah, go crazy. Yup. No kind of shit like that. That's what Rob says when he runs off track. Fun fact, tuck that in your brain. Fuck that nuts as we act insane. In the fast lane, still smooth like butter. Rob, dude, you one cool ass brother. Motherfucker. You might hear that about every other word, but who's keeping count? The ramblings get so random, what's happening? I'm babbling. So much you can't handle me, chattering teeth. Sound like a battle axe bashing the beat. Don't laugh when I speak. Cause really, we're just some idiots. I ain't talking about a little bit. I'm talking fully illiterate. Like little kids trapped in a grown man's body. Acting a fool like Lindsay Lohan party. Like it's a part of your life, we party all night. Blackout, that's how we party it right. Hit the Walmart, cause we bored as shit. Instagram and upload the vid. <laughs> look at look at Rob hanging out in the Walmart for no reason. Just Instagramming, he got his phone out, walking around looking at himself like, hey, look at me, I'm walking through Walmart. It's so random, Rob. It's so random, random. but that's what we love. Random ramblings with random Rob. Ramblings. Random ramblings. Motherfucking random freaking ramblings. motherfucking random freaking ramblings. Random ramblings. Random ramblings. Blah 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 blah. What up, everybody? This your boy B Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Realms with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week and listening to the show. If you're a new listener, thank you for giving my show a try and um, high five your neighbor, 
whoever referred you to me or just high five yourself if um, you just happen to be scrolling through um, your podcast service of choice and you found me. I would like to know that. I'd like some feedback on where people are finding and listening to my podcast at. Is it on Instagram? Instagram, yeah, sure. It could be on Instagram. I put some clips up there. But is it on iTunes, Stitcher, um, and, you know, some of those other places, Google Play? Give me some feedback, homies. But in any case, we got a guest this week, another musical guest. I met him through um, former guest Anomaly. Um, he's also friends with uh, Hoppy Rogers in some capacity as well, I would imagine. And, um, you know, through Anomaly, I connected with him. And here we are this week with another edition of the Random Rams with Rob podcast. Um, this was another one of those uh, autopilot shows that I rather enjoy is to where whenever I get a guest on here, I can just start them off with a quick question and they just run with it from there. Because, you know, I, I said this before many a times. I mean, this is not just my show. This is your show, the guest show. And um, people are here to listen to, to you speak your piece, you know, <laughs> puns. And um my guest did just that. Mr. Catastrophic is his name. And um, he spoke at length <laughs> about his uh, drives, his motivation um, behind his music. Just uh, what he looks for, you know, in this marketing plan and just all around life itself. So, I mean, you're going to hear it, man. It's just like you, you wouldn't even think that I was on the show. You would just um, tune in and dude is just going and going. He like the Energizer Bunny 2017 edition. And if you've seen the Energizer Bunny lately in um, one of those commercials, he is doing some, some shit. He's doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> I didn't know bunnies can do such feats of athleticism and agility and so on and so forth. And a couple other things uh, while we're on the topic of musical guests, uh, former guest Sir John Lee right now, as we speak, is having his uh, listening party for his um, album Heeds with Wolves that's coming out here October 27th next week. Uh, make sure you go to iTunes, Spotify, Tidal and all the other cool places to where you can download music and go ahead and cop you the album. I'm talking about like put some cash money on it. Help your man get successful. And, um, you know, I'm not just touting the album because I'm on it, but it's because he produces and makes quality music. And that's something I can get behind as my guest here today does. He produces and he makes his own music as well. And um, he left me two tracks to go ahead and put out for your listening enjoyment. And they'll be in a, at the end of the episode to be your bonus content for this week. Because, you know, we got to have some bonus content for whenever I'm feeling like having some music in my life or when we have a musical guest such as we do today. So let's get into that. We're going to spin 
a yarn here. We're going to let Mr. Catastrophic uh, tell you about his inner workings and how he goes about things and how he approaches life in the music industry and marketing on this edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. Hello. What's up? Whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it, my man. Shit. How's you doing, sir? Man, I'm, it's just another day in paradise to me, dog. Every single day I wake up, you go to work, come home, you do a little bit of music. You, I'm actually a full-time student as well, too, man. I'm a marketing student as well. So I come home and usually do that and whatever else time is left, man, I just spend it with my fam. You feel me? Yes, sir. No, I mean, yeah, man. Go ahead. What, what's... What uh steered you toward um getting a degree in marketing or whatever? So, man, like a lot of people have told me ever since I got my first job back when I was sixteen, dude, that I was I was always like one of the best marketing people that they ever had, and the reason why that is, man, is because I always just related well with people. And what I mean by that is whether it be upselling or just generating conversation with one another, it was just more so about just, I'm always been a people person. You feel me? Yeah. And so, and, and it's, it's just, I don't know. I've always liked the idea of creating logos and, and, uh, gaining consumer awareness and all that stuff. So that's what really derived me in that direction. Uh, now what I'm going for is for digital marketing, which is more of SEOs and, and CRMs and all that stuff. Uh, the, the traditional marketing, it, it's kind of getting played out. It's today's society is more so converting, I think, to, to the digital aspect of everything. Yeah. Because uh, we kind of see that more now with uh, Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook, you know, the little pop up ads on the side or even when you're scrolling through your feed, they sneak ads and stuff in there. Right. Yeah. And and all that is is just to gain your attention. That's all it is. And, and people are just paying. They're playing fuck tons of money out there just to, like I know that some companies are charging like twelve hundred dollars just to run an SEO campaign uh, and and they they vary months like some of them range from like three months some of them range to a year it's it's just crazy and and the to whenever you gain that that exposure man um the more income that you have and and the more revenue that you're developing off of those ads the the less that those ads cost it's it's crazy because a small business Man, they're dishing out multitudes of dollars, and you got big corporations like Ford or UPS or whoever, and they're not, you know, obviously compared to a small business, they're they're paying a lot more money, but to them, it's it's pennies compared to what you know a, a brick and mortar is home is is paying out. It's just it's crazy, but man, the, the the exposure that these that these small businesses are getting now with creating Facebook dark posts and and relying on SEO uh, companies is just it's just crazy. So, and and I know that there is a heavy market for for people like that out there. So that's that's why I really want to get into that. Now, um, for the layman such as myself, um, explain a little bit to everybody what um, SEOs are, and, and you know so, how they. Yeah, SEOs is a, it's called search engine optimization. So basically. What people are, are trying to do is they're trying to gain exposure via Google, Yelp, um, 
various search engines all across. So basically, um, one, one product that I used in my old business was a company called Nearby Now. And what Nearby Now was is when we were driving from one customer's home to another customer's home, we were basically uh, asking people to write surveys about our business. But also, we were creating a, a heat map, so to speak, of showing where in the, in the city that we're working or whatever. And the more reviews that you accumulate and the more that you build up this heat map, uh, if if their next-door neighbor or somebody within their subdivision was wanting us to come over and provide them a service or whatnot, all they had to do was search um, our business or search anything that our business does. And we wanted to obviously be at the top of that search engine because the top of that search engine uh, is the person who's getting the most uh, PPCs, which is also called pay-per-clicks. Um, and depending on how, how many reviews you have and, and how well uh, that you are uh, marketing yourself, it, uh, it will eventually the, the cost will get reduced and all that good stuff. So it's, it's more about you have to, you have to gain exposure. You have to get consumer awareness. Um, and, and basically it, it all just relies on the, the people within the business to, uh, make the brand look good. And once you make that brand look good, you get referrals. And from there, it's just a prosperous journey. You feel me? Yes. I mean, man, you, I, just, I felt like I'm sitting in a TED talk or a business, uh, class. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me just say this is. I'm still new to it. I mean, and, and here's the main thing. My One of my life mottos is education is a journey. It's not a destination. So, and, and that goes for, for anything. That that could be, whether it be for my marketing, it could be uh, for music. It could be if you just want to improve as a human being or professional in your industry or whatever, everybody's going to make mistakes at some point in their life. So it, it's up to that individual to learn from those mistakes to apply themselves to be a better person or, or whatever you, you dig. Yeah. I so, uh, so I, and, and I'm over here and, and there's probably people listening on that podcast that they're, they're probably thinking, man, he's a dumbass or he's, you know, but, but some people might be like, wow, I learned something interesting today. Cause I mean, I don't know everything. Some there's other out there that know more than I do. And, and I might know more than some others, but that's, you know, as, as long as there's some kind of, of of unity with trying to educate one oneself and and take the initiative to learn, man, we probably would the the world would definitely be a lot more peaceful, in my honest opinion. Word. Now, shit. I thought we was gonna be talking about something totally different. That, that's that's why this is the random rounds with Rob. <laughs> man, I like the ramble, dude, and and and. <laughs> I don't know, like, and that that kind of builds up into this album that that I've been dropping. It's called "Speaking My Peace." So, uh, for everybody out there listening, so what this album uh, basically um, the the direction I'm trying to go with this is this is basically my life story. Yeah. So, uh, whenever here's the thing is if if you are living life in a passive format you're not going to be speaking your piece because all you're going to be doing is you're just going to be listening to everybody criticizing you, telling you what you need to do, what all this other shit. And you, you don't need to do all that. Whatever you want to do, you just need to put your mind to it and you just need to run with it. You know? So the, the, what I'm trying to present in this, in this album, it's, it's more coming off in an aggressive manner, 
but also trying to be assertive at the same time. Now, what I mean by aggressive is it all derives from my passive format that I was living in the past. So what this means is, is that there has been a lot of times where I've just kind of bit my tongue, just kind of let people just kind of direct me where I, where they thought I needed to go. Well, you know, growing up and, and seeing all the bullshit that I've seen, you know, obviously there comes a breaking point where you just, you get tired of it. So the aggressive format is more about me just being pissed off and more just about expressing my anger through, through a track. But eventually as, as the album kind of plays out, I kind of calm down in the middle of that album and I'm kind of trying to be a little bit more assertive um, and, and inspirational, I guess you could say, to, to people trying to listen to this album. Um, it, 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 that's just what it is. It's more about me just venting and then once that album's done, then I'm just going to close my mouth and just let it go from there. You dig? Yeah, I got you. Hey. So it's, it's, man, it's, and, and Chris can tell you, Anomaly can tell you, dude, that when it when it comes to this work ethic, and I'm not trying to doubt anybody when it when it comes to their work ethic, because everybody's got a different work ethic. But he can tell you that I'm probably one of the most, I, I guess, grinding people out there. Because think about it, you know, you you work full time to support your family. Mm-hmm. You come home, you're a full time student. Mm-hmm. Then you got this music grind on the side that you're trying to do too. So I mean, man, it's like. I've always got my hands tied with something. So it's like, I always tell myself I need a damn vacation, but I can't ever find a damn time for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then your vacation turns into work. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Vacation turns into a damn business trip. It seems like. Yeah. No, so. you mentioned an anomaly. I mean, that's how kind of we, um, hooked up to do this interview and everything. Oh, how far back does that relationship go? Me and Anomaly have known each other, I'd say, close to five years. So I met Anomaly at a show called, uh, or it was it was at a venue called Max Hideaway. So before I knew this cat, I was in a group called Lost Angels with uh, another guy. His name is Homicide. Shout out to Homicide if you're listening to this. Um, so me and Homicide, we met through, uh, we were a part of another entertainment group, uh, called Flatline and, and that's kind of died off and everything. And me and him kind of just branched off and decided to do our own thing. Well, this was our first show together as, as, uh, as a group. So, and I've had my own solo shows in the past and everything. And I think that he's performed in the past on his own and whatnot. But, you know, this was our first time kind of coming together as a group. So, we go to the show and, and I remember seeing Anomaly's name on the card. And, uh, and I remember Homicide was like, Hey man, you should, you should listen to this guy named Anomaly. I'm like, Oh, okay. So we just kind of sat there and listened to, uh, one or two songs. He has this, uh, mixtape called Enter the Hatrix that we were listening to. And, uh, I was like, All right, you know, I'm feeling it and, and whatnot. You know, I was like, I guess we'll just meet dude when we get there. And, uh, so we get to the show and, <laughs> it's 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 the wrong venue, dude. And what I mean by like it's the wrong venue is you got you got your club settings, you know, you got you got that environment where you got all the various lights flowing around and you got the smoke and you got the loud hip hop music playing in the background, DJs doing his thing, people are getting drunk, smoking weed in the outside or whatever. Well, we go in and 
this place is presenting itself as if, as if it was like a biker bar. Hmm. So <laughs> it's crazy because we, we walk in and they got the stage is probably like one foot off the ground. So it's like, okay, so, you know, it's more like a band set up and everything. Well, there's, there's nobody there that, that fits the category hip hop. Everybody's got like bandanas on and got like these biker vests with the big long chains, see a couple of motor motorcycles parked out front. Uh, it, it was crazy. Uh, and, and like, I remember, uh, looking honest, I'm like, man, are we at the right fucking place? <laughs> like, this is, this is not coming off as the right place. And, uh, so when we walk in, we just kind of sit back and we're just kind of chilling, just kind of getting a feel for the environment. We had this dude named Sherlock, rest in peace of Sherlock. Um, he, uh, he came up to us and said, yeah, you know, y'all at the right place. And then, um, so, Oh God, and not only gonna kill me because I can't remember the name of this girl, but I know him and his chick has been has been tight for a long time. Uh but she comes up and I guess she was the one who basically organized the show and she's the one who introduced me to Anomaly. So Anomaly is, you know, sitting there talking to us here and there and whatnot. We're just kind of vibing off of each other. Well, initially to him, the plan was is that he wanted to go on first because he he was basically wanting to show us, you know, how to do, you know, the whole stage set and everything, too. Well, what ended up happening is uh, me, me and Homicide, Lost Angels, we were the first ones to to go up on the stage. So we were basically the opening act for every, for every artist out there. And so uh, I think we had like a 15-minute set, but I think we ended up doing it for like 20 or 25. I, I can't remember, but they were cool with it. But anyway, we're... We're doing our thing on stage and, and all that other, other shit and everything. And, uh, and, and man, the show is, the show is dead. And because, you know, like I said, we're in the wrong environment. There's a bunch of bikers and everything. You've probably got like three to five people standing there on the dance floor. That's just kind of like bopping their head, you know, vibing off of us and whatnot. But they were playing this. They were playing a uh, University of Louisville basketball game behind us on the on the fucking flat screen. Uh, it was on a projector screen actually, and there were people walking in and out behind us. So I mean, you know, I we were pissed. <laughs> like we're sitting there, like we were thinking it's going to be this this you know little cool show, like a like a little bar show. But man, it was it was a joke, is what it was. And so um, after we got done, Anomaly went on after us, and he brought some energy and was doing his thing and all that other shit. Well. Uh, basically my, my wife, uh, she was my, my fiance at the time. She could not get in because she was actually underage. So what we ended up doing is just leaving early. And, um, I can't remember if I told him bye or not, but we just basically just left. And, uh, then me and homicide kind of had a falling out with lost angels. And, and I was kind of back on my solo dolo train, you know, thinking, damn, I'm just going to have to do this all by myself. Well, then uh anomaly messages me on facebook and he said hey man he's like when are we ever going to do that collab that we talked about doing um at the show at max hideaway and i was like yeah man you know we can we can drop whatever you know and and, and do whatever i was like just name a date and a time and a song and a topic or whatever dude and i'm like we'll just do the damn thing and from there on out, me and him just kind of had, you know, various conversations. We would see each other at, at other shows and he would watch me perform. And, um, I think I watched him perform maybe once or twice afterwards and whatnot. But 
the more that me and him talked, the the better that the, the closer that me and him got. Mm-hmm. And eventually, uh, we were just going to go ahead and have a group called Catastrophic Anomaly a couple of years back. Uh, well, then we had another member. His name uh, is Rad, and Rad had his own studio. And Anomaly introduced me to Rad, and uh, with me, Anomaly, and Rad all intertwined, we were known as Infamous Society. Mm-hmm. So we started recording at Rad's, and and we were dropping. And, and the plan was is that it was just supposed to be catastrophic anomaly. Well, for somehow, some way, shape, or reason, fucking Rad's featured on every single one of our songs. <laughs> I don't. It just kind of happened. So and and eventually, we were just kind of sitting over at Rad's crib, and we were like, man, we just all three just need to become a group since you know you're doing your thing and he's doing his thing and. Catastrophic's doing his thing, so that's where Infamous Society was born. And um, you know, all three of us are really cool and whatnot. And you know, I'm I'm actually producing both of their solo albums. I know Anomaly talked to you about uh Revelations. Yes. Uh yeah, and then Rad, I'm working on his project. It's that's called The Awakening. Um, and then after Awakening drops, then it will be Speaking My Peace. So it goes uh Revelations, The Awakening, and then Speaking My Peace, and then once Speaking my piece is done. We are working on uh, Infamous Three, uh, and and I don't know if Anomaly told you this or not, but there was a point in time where I ended up kind of venturing off and doing my own thing. Um, I ended up having having a kid, and uh, well, my wife ended up having a kid. There ain't no way in hell that I could go through that. <laughs> shit. But um, <laughs> and, um, and and so I, I felt that. My, I felt that there was a bigger need for me to be in her life a little bit more. And I kind of had to set music off to the side because I felt as if that with a kid being born, I, this was new to me. I had no idea how to react to it. And so, uh, they basically just said, you know, Hey, you know, we're going to be, we're going to do our own thing for right now. But when you're ready to come back, let us know. And I was like, all right, cool. And then, you know, several months passed and everything. And then uh, out of the blue, all three of us just started talking again. And then Infamous basically uh, was uh, was like the rise of the phoenix that was reborn. And here we are. And we're still burning strong. You feel me? Yes, sir. No, um, I didn't. I don't think I asked Anomaly this when I had him on. But as far as um, you being an artist and a producer, um, which one mm-hmm. do you kind of take to the most? And if you... You know, whenever you're in your artist mode, what goes into the prep work to putting your music together? So, well, here lately, it's been more on producer mode than anything, because like I said, I'm I'm developing both of their projects. Um, but every now and again, um, I have to switch up my routine. And because every now and again, when you're when you're looking at uh, decibel meters and you're looking at compression tables and equalization tables and everything, um, you get kind of sick of it. So and 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 luckily, um, I have you know two guys in my crew that is very understanding of of as far as like being patient and uh, you know knowing that I kind of have to vent myself here and there uh, because if I don't do that, then I'm going to be um, having that writer's block and, and, and artists will tell you that writer's block is probably like one of the worst feelings that, that they could ever have. Uh, because nothing, nothing kills me more than when I'm sitting in my studio 
and I've got this beat and I've been listening to this beat all day at work or I've been, you know, just kind of vibing out in my free time or just cruising to my truck or whatever. I go to sit there and I pick up the pencil and then bam, it's just nothing but a blank piece of paper. And I'm sitting there looking at it for 15 minutes. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do with it. It's, it's crazy. But when it gets to that point, then I kind of start, you know, getting to the producing and everything too. And, um, and honestly, I've been having a little bit more fun this time around producing just because, uh, the, these, these two projects are the first full projects that I've taken on. And, um, before I committed to, to doing these, um, these albums, I, I spent a multitude of, of hours and days and weekends and nights, um, just researching because if, if, if you just go in there and you just press record and, you just let it be like that. I mean, it's going to be a shitty track. And here's the thing is as a producer, any producer will tell you this. If, if you have a, a shitty recording, you're going to have a shitty mixing. If you have a shitty mixing, you're going to have a shitty mastering. And if you have shitty mastering, well, guess what? You got yourself a shitty track. <laughs> so in, 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 in order, you have to really sit back and, and analyze the big picture of how the song is going to play out. So, um, and, and, Basically, what I ended up doing is uh, I just and and I don't want to say that they had doubt in my skills or anything, but th- they wanted I guess they wanted to kind of see how I how I engineered, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So what I told them is I said, hey, listen, you know, you all come over, you all drop one track each. You let me work my magic. You tell me what you think and then we'll go from there. Because if, if they did not appreciate, you know, the, the work that I was going to put in and, and they had a lot of criticism about it, either there was going to be two, two outcomes of this is either one, I'm going to wait to record and I'm going to get better at what I'm doing, or we're just going to go with another, uh, engineer. Well, evidently, uh, they were both blown away. And, and, uh, and I think Anomaly was, uh, was completely blown away because I, like I said, I don't think that the doubt was there, but I think, uh, I think I exceeded his expectations a lot more than what he was predicting out of me, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you, you heard having nightmares. Yes. So, yeah. So having nightmares, um, you know, he, he's the one who, who is the artist and he's the one who has these visions about having nightmares and, and, and all those lyrics that he put into it. But the, the great thing about, uh, engineering is it's, it's kind of like getting a tattoo. So you you have the the customer who goes in with with an idea and then they're like I want you know like a lion on my chest and I want him to have all these different features on there and then what the artist suggests is okay well we can do this but how about if we take some of this out and then maybe add this in and then uh depending on the customer um if they're cool with that then you let the artist do their work and then you're either happy or you're pissed off. So that's how it is, is you have an artist come in and they convey their ideas to, to the engineer and the engineer listens to what their vision is, their story and, and everything like that. But they had their own little Oliver twist to it. So, and, and what I did is um, I just took various samples of some things and, um, I really wanted the track to sound extremely dark and, and you definitely can tell it's dark because a lot of those, uh, voices in there are transposed. And what I mean by transpose is 
um, an example is where he's like, maybe you ain't know who you're dealing with a basket case. You know, because yeah, like his voice is real low and it makes him sound like he's like he's possessed. Mm-hmm. So and, and I want people to to feel that whenever he's delivering that message and that song. So I it's it's just basically, man, it's it, all it is is just you got to listen to what they're saying. Basically, just add your own little thing to it and then let them hear the final product and then you can add tweaks in here and there and everything too. But for the most part, um, Anomaly is just like, do your damn thing, man. He's like, I, I don't even care. He's like, I, I have put all my trust in you. Now, now, Rad, I love Rad to death. He's, he's my homie and everything. He's a little bit more picky. <laughs> he, he'll, he'll, He'll say, and, and, and I know the reason why he's like that is because he, he used to engineer as well, too. So he, he hears certain things that I don't hear, and he wants to say, let's add this in and see how that sounds. No, that doesn't sound good. Then we'll do it your way, and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we we collaborate really well together, and uh, and he drops some fire music, too, man. Uh, I'll have to let him get on here and talk with you, dude, because he's got some bangers. Like, he's... He's he's more of a new school rapper than anything. He just got those real hard club raps and everything too. And his, his delivery is just on point with with where he's trying to go with this CD. So, uh, but it's 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 fun in both aspects. It's it's definitely fun to produce. Um, but I was more so an artist than I was a producer. Um, I, I really enjoyed the artist aspect of it, but producing is new. So I think that I enjoy them fairly equal as of right now. Okay. Well, yeah, man. You, you kind of remind me of Kevin Smith. I ask you a simple question and like 20 minutes later, <laughs> I get the answer. <laughs> I know. And there's nothing against it. I like that a lot. I mean, you, you're the type of guest and I've said it a couple of times that, you know, this is your show. I'm just here listening to you speak your Speak your piece. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much, my man. Yeah. Um. As far as uh, your catalog goes, what what album would this be? Would this be your first album? So yeah. So basically, this is my first solo album. Mm-hmm. So I have done. Um, I've done mixtapes in the past, and I've done. Um, and like I said, I've been involved in various groups in the past as well too, and I've always kind of collaborated with them. So. Um, like I said, there's the Infamous Society EP that's on Dat Piff. All you got to do is just type in Infamous Society, and you'll see our brand on there, and you'll hear tracks with me, Anomaly, and Rad. Um, that was back in 2014. And and here's the thing is, Anomaly will tell you this too, and, and this is one of my worst flaws, is that uh, I'm a perfectionist. And what I mean by that is when I drop a song, I'm absolutely in love with it. And then I'll like six months or a year passes by and I'll listen to it. I'm like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> and it, it, it's crazy. And, and like, so, and, and I've, and I've gone from, from group to group, back to independent, back to group and group. And it's, I'll tell you this, man, I've got so many songs on my computer, but unfortunately it's just more so about, I don't know if that's going to be my best to let the public hear. Now, the ones that I have sent to you, oh, yeah, those two, I, I'm definitely wanting people to hear those because those are two of my favorite songs that I've ever done. Um, and, and, you know, like the infamous um, uh, infamous Society mixtape that we did a few years back. I mean, there's some good songs on there, too. 
Uh, <laughs> there's this one song I'm not too big of a fan of, but Anomaly loves. It's called Devil's Brew, and it's all that sick and demented, twisted shit that he's all in on having nightmares <laughs> and everything too. But but he loves my verse in it because I say some some pretty wild shit in there. And so I mean, you'll have to check that out. Like I said, it's on it's on that piff. Uh, all you got to do is just type in Infamous Society, and you'll see a uh, an I that's intertwined with an S and Infamous Society on there. And and I mean, it's free, so anybody want to check that out go ahead and do so um and and you know once i get these two projects done and then speaking my piece will will be on the way and uh, i guarantee you it will not disappoint because i've been working on the cd this is going to sound crazy but i've actually been at the cd now for probably a little under a year and and i'm still not yeah and i'm still not done and it's just because like i said i want to make sure that i put everything that i got into the cd um, but with that being said, I'm, I'm being extremely generous, you know, to my homies and everything. And I'm, you know, producing their, their CDs for them as well, too. Cool. Now, um, with the group aspect or whatever, you was touching on it a little bit. Um, you have your own flavor and, you know, you were saying rad is a little more picky. And um, mm-hmm. how, how it is whenever all three of y'all come together to do your thing or whatever. I mean, what, what's that studio atmosphere like? Uh, there's a bunch of bitching and whining, honestly, between the both of them. Now I'm playing, man. There's <laughs> the, so everybody's got their own ideas. Um, Anomaly is, uh, he's, he's got his, he's got his thing and I've, and I've got my thing. And then, you know, Rad's got his thing as well, too. Um, the atmosphere, whenever they come over here, we are all strictly business. We come in, we, we, Everybody's got one or two tracks that they want to drop. They drop their tracks. I don't even engineer them while they're here. I just have them record their vocals. When they leave, that's when I'll do all the engineering. Um, but like I said, because, you know, I'm on, a, I'm on a very strict time constraint. You know, like I like to make schedules for myself. So, like, if I book it off, you know, three or four hours for them to be over here, um, come over here and drop your music. And then when you're done, then you got time for shits and giggles and, and, and make more music. So, I mean... When we when we first when they first come over here, we're, they're all strictly business. But as as the as the session kind of progresses along, that's when you know we start kind of joking around and saying some dumb shit and kind of taking a break. And 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 you know, there's it, and I love it when Anomaly comes over here and he talks to me because Anomaly's always got a story to tell. He's he's yes. got and, and <laughs> like he's got stories to tell about. Um, you know, various musicians, he's got stories to tell about his past and, and things like that. And, and this is going to sound crazy too, but me and him have gotten into some pretty serious religious, uh, topics as well too. Yeah. Um, he'll convey his feelings to me and I'll convey my feelings and, um, and, and, and we both appreciate each other's, you know, thoughts and values and everything about that too. So, you know, he, just because he, he believes in, in one higher power and I believe in another, we're not going to, he's not going to, you know, kick my ass or I'm not going to kick his ass. You know, we're just going to sit there and just kind of joke about the other one's religion. And then we just move on and do our own thing. So it's, it's, it's strictly business at first. And then, you know, once we, we knock out a track or two and we got a little bit of time to, to fool around and, you know, we'll just kind of sit there and shoot shit with each other. So it's, it's, it's friendly, but it's, it's more business. Cool. Um, when ever um, y'all together and everything, has it ever been a time to where 
you had the scrapper project because all three you can come together on a certain concept or whatever. Well, there that's one thing that we usually do in our sessions is we usually brainstorm a lot. So, um, they both anomaly and rad think that I'm a hook genius. Um, because what they'll do is they'll, they'll be like, man, you know, we need some beats, we need some beats or, you know, do this and do that. And, uh, he'll, uh, you know, anomaly will be like, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? And Brad will be like, what do you think about that? And, and they're, and, and honestly, like, and, and here comes my pickiness. Uh, if I hear a beat, I, I will dissect that beat. And, and, and if there's one thing that just throws me off, I'm just automatically out. Like, you know, Rad, he, like I said, he's, he's more of a new school techno kind of rapper and everything too. But like I said, he's got some really nasty club bangers and he drops some, some real emotional, uh, inspirational shit here and there. And, and, uh, you know, Anomaly's got the, you know, the, the dark horrorcore style in him too. And that's not really my style either, but every now and again, I'll, I'll, I'll come out of my, my comfort zone and, and I will drop something like that. Just, you know, just for their sake. Cause I mean, it's, it's not only, it, what's the best way I want to say this is it's helping me get better as an artist. Because like I said, if, if you're just staying in your comfort zone and you're just doing what you know, then you know, you're, you're just basically just going to be throwing a fastball the entire time and everybody's going to be predicting it. But once you, you come out of that element and you, and you change things up, then, uh, people are going to be caught off guard and they, and honestly, they're, they're either going to like it or they're going to hate it. So, um, yeah, with, and and like I said, it, it just, it really just depends for me. Uh, but for the most part, you know, we, we collaborate really well together. Um, there, there's, there's times where, you know, somebody will already have a hook to something and be like, Oh yeah, I'm feeling that. Um, like on that infamous, uh, society album that we had, um, I didn't pick every beat on that CD. That was all three of us who picked those beats. Uh, Rad picked some, I picked some, Anomaly picked some. Um, and actually I made some of those beats that are on that CD as well too. Um, so, I mean, and that, that goes with, you know, the producing and engineering and all that stuff is, but for this CD that I'm working on, uh, I have not produced any of these beats. I have just strictly got them just for the sake of, of me doing something different. You know, cause when I make a beat, I'm kind of like DJ mustard. So and what I mean by that is, you know how DJ mustard always has those, those same repetitive beats and you know, it sounds like a DJ mustard beat. It's, whenever I was making beats a lot, it was, it was kind of like that. So, and this is going hand in hand with me doing my research and and trying to better myself as an artist and, and as well as a producer and everything. Okay. Cool. Beans. Now, what got you hooked? I mean, we, we bounced around all over the place, but what made you say, God damn it. I'm going to be an artist. God damn it. I'm going to be a producer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I wrote my first song back in the seventh grade. Um, and, and as far as my inspiration goes, um, you know, Eminem was, was really hot whenever I was a kid. Uh, you know, that's like when he first, when Dr. Dre first noticed him and everything. And, and he was just the, the thing that really caught me about him. And it was, it wasn't his skin color. It was more about his, his originality, I, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because what rapper do you hear say, hi, kid, you know, and when you see stab nine and nails through each one of my eyelids, I mean, it, it's different. And and that's what I loved about Eminem. And in in his his wordplay just was like, wow, you know, it's like you don't hear rappers just, you know, fitting all these different rhymes in one line. And it's it was just really catchy. And, and you know, and I listened to you know, a little bit of Tupac and Biggie and, and, you know, NWA and, and P Diddy and, and all the, all the mainstream artists that were really hot back then. So, and, and that's the, like, it was more about like the late nineties is when I started kind of getting into like listening to it, but it was more so the early two thousands is when I started writing a lot more. Um, and, and the reason why I guess I've, I've, pursued writing as much as I have is because um, when I was growing up, I I caught a lot of bullshit for it. And, you know, and and I'm sure that everybody has their fair share of, of, you know, bullying and, and, you know, and fucked up situations in their life. But I felt that the only way that I could really vent from it was, was for writing. And, and, and I didn't like writing English assignments or, or solving algebra or anything like that. It was more so about just digging deep into my soul and just writing what came to my mind. And, and I didn't even care if it, if it was rhymes or not. It was just more so like poetry. And, and I just wanted to get this off of my chest, so to speak. And so, you know, growing up in high school and everything too, like I, had this persona and, and everything too that yeah you know I was a rapper and everything like that and and people they just take one look at you like are you fucking serious like <laughs> this kid ain't no things. rapper he he he's he's a wankster you know he's he's this he's this wigger who just wants to be black and everything and and that and it, it was to me it was fucked up i mean and and any other you know person who and and that doesn't matter if you're black white red blue i don't care i mean when when people pick you apart like that and and they don't even know the real you inside it's you know it it's heartbreaking to people and like and these kids are out here you know um hurting themselves or and and shooting themselves and and all this other stuff because it, it, all these people just are are just Judging a picture without analyzing it and appreciating it. And, and that's why I just kept doing what I was doing. And, and I got just sick and tired of people telling me, you can't do this. You can't do that. Well, fuck you. I'm going to do it. You know, it's, and, and I didn't care if I got booed off stage, if people made fun of my t-shirts or my hats or my jewelry or whatever. It was, and and the more that they kept doing it, the more that I kept writing and the more that they said, you can't rap and you're never going to be this. And, and it wasn't even like you're never going to be a college graduate or you're never going to have a decent paying job or anything like that. I mean, you know, hate fuels me. Like, I mean, I'm just a propane tank that's already ignited and all you're doing is just fueling more fire into me. And all I'm going to do is just blow the city by storm. So it's, what I really want to do with my music is is when I write, I want people to relate to what I'm what I'm describing because everybody has a different journey and everybody has comes from different backgrounds and and different generations and things like that. I mean, everybody has their own story, but what I want to do is is I want to inspire people to to write their own story 
whether it be good or bad or, or whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, convey your message to the world. You know, don't be afraid to, to, to show who you truly are, you know? And here's the thing, like, I have a song that um, is actually going to introduce to it. Now, I'm not going to give away any, like, massive spoilers or anything, but, you know, if, if, if I'm being real with you, then I'm going to tell you that I was not raised in the hood. I came from a rough suburb in Louisville. And, and Anomaly will tell you that um, I'm from Shidley. And, and Shidley is, um, it was nice back in the day, but the there just the multitude of drugs and the gangs that just kept coming in the Shively and I mean it's like the slums now. It's it's real run down. And um and I got out in time before uh you know I was caught in all the midst of that shit. But that's that's part of the reason why why we moved out was because we had a gang shooting out in front of our house and there was a meth you know, there was there was meth dealers all around on our strip. So, you know, I had a we had to get out of that shit and um, you know, it's just, I, I don't know, man. I know I'm just rambling on and everything and I hey, know that's what this show is for, show, but that's what the show is for. But <laughs> yeah, um, it's, I don't know, man. Like I said, I just want people to, to not be scared to, to just, you know, to, to be real with themselves. And, and I, I know I lost topic, but I'm getting back to it. Uh, you know, I went to a private school and so, and and I, luckily I had the blessing for that because you know my parents they worked their ass off you know to put me through that shit and 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 that's the thing like you will never hear me in any of my songs talk about you know I'm a gang banger and I fucked your bitch or you know like I'm selling dope or whatever I mean that's not who I am you know I didn't come from that so if if I'm if I'm talking about that in my life then then I'm just you know being a freaking hypocrite you know because. I don't want to be like the other rappers out there. You know, I ain't afraid to say that, that I went to a private school that I, that both my parents were from in my life and they raised me with some, you know, ethics and principles and everything like that. It's like I said, I mean, everybody's got a different story and everybody needs to, to tell the real message. And, and I just want to inspire people to, to try to become a better person as you live day by day. And, and I'm a sinner and, and I know that I am not perfect. But I, what I'll try to do is I just try to find one way that I can make myself better. So that way, when I die and I leave my legacy, I'm hoping people will remember me for a positive reason than per se, you know, a negative lifestyle, I guess. And man, that's what more could you ask for, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I hope that if you're listening to this and, and, you know, if, if you've made some fucked up decisions in your past, you know, start, start a new leaf tomorrow, you know, turn over a new leaf and, and start over fresh. I mean, you only have one life and, and you really need to live it to your full potential and, and, um, and just, you know, be, be nice to your fellow neighbor and, and just, you know, help them out when they need help, you know, cause, you know, I help, I've helped Anomaly out and Anomaly has helped me out. So, I mean, we got that, we got that brotherhood within us. So, and, and Anomaly doesn't judge me and I don't judge him or anything like that. We don't judge Rad and Rad doesn't judge us. You know, um, if, if the world, like, and that's why I guess we're called infamous society is because we've kind of had our own fucked up backgrounds and our own, you know, bad decisions and, and all these other things. And, and people, I guess, view us for the wrong reasons, I guess, because 
they don't know who we truly are. Yeah. But the, the but the deeper that you listen to the to the music, um, and the 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 more real like aspects that you're going to see about us. Like and like I said, you know, I got a couple of club bangers on my CD, but it's what you'll hear out of me is, is going to be everything real. And the same thing with Anomaly, you know, he's, he had, he had that have a nightmare song. I mean, he, he talks to me all the time about how he has all these different nightmares every damn day about some, some messed up stuff and, and everything too. So, I mean, he's, he's being real to his audience and saying, this is who I truly am. And, and he's got that past where he's come behind. And I mean, and you know, he's, he's bettered himself as an individual from what he's told me about himself, you know? So, Today's the day, you know, do, do, do your, do your thing and, and, you know, be proud of what you're doing and, um, you know, don't be scared to, to convey your message, I guess. All right. Now, um, the two tracks you sent me, I'm going to put them at the end of the episode. There's going to be bonus content for this episode. Um, breakthrough and, uh, streetlights. Are these two songs going to be on your album? Yes, sir. So, um, and I'll just kind of break down into detail about these, about these songs as well. So breakthrough is more of an inspirational song. Um, it comes more so from the aggressive mindset that I have. Um, it features my wife. She's singing on the hook with me, Mrs. K. Um, you know, it, I, I sat there and I was listening to the song and I just started getting real angry. And, and, and what I did is I just wrote it all down and, um, the, the whole moral of the song is, is, uh, you know, fuck what the world thinks about me. Um, no matter what you say about me, I'm always going to break through, you know? And like I said, I did that. People said I'd never have a decent paying job or I would never graduate from school and wouldn't have anything. Well, guess what, bitch? Now I've got a fucking nice career and I've got a college degree and I got a beautiful wife with two little beautiful girls and I got a music career. So what the fuck you think about me now? Yeah. That's what I got to say to my haters. <laughs> so you know, and so, and, and, and that's why I got to say, I mean, cause you know, if all they, all they want to do is just run their fucking mouth and, and say some shit. Well, guess what? You know what? You've just motivated me. Now I've got this. Keep talking shit. So that way I can get, I can get better at what I'm doing. So that way you can just sit on the sidelines and keep crying like a little baby and wipe up, you know, why you be a damn towel boy and wipe Gatorade off the floor while I'm out there, you know, balling. You feel me? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh man! All right. Yeah, and and street. Yeah, and street lights. Um, street lights is is more of a. Uh, it's more of an inspirational message. It just kind of talks about who I am and and the, the the main thing is is uh the whole moral of the song is. If I never get famous doing my music, because if I get famous, great. If I don't get famous, then I'm always going to live a king underneath streetlights. So all that means is, is that I'm going to keep doing my music. I'm going to keep being proud of what I'm doing. And no matter what you think about me, I will always still be a king and always live like a king as I keep cruising underneath streetlights, walking underneath streetlights every single night. All I'm doing is I'm just working on my business plan and I'm working on my better motive to be a, a better individual and, and be, um, you know, just keep speaking my peace, I guess. <laughs> yeah. See, it, it comes around full circle. Speaking your peace. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Before we go ahead and ride out, go ahead and plug all your things, your websites, your social media, everything. 
Yes, sir. So you can catch me on Twitter. It is uh, Catastrophic502. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook at Catastrophic502. You can catch me on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash mr-catastrophic. And all the catastrophics are spelled with a K, by the way. And I'm currently designing my Instagram page. Um, and um, the more that we go from there, the more that I will be plugging them in the Twitter. So uh, before we, we log off, Rob, I want to appreciate you having me on the show. It's been an honor. Um, I really appreciate you letting me take the time to, to speak to you about, you know, my story and my messages and everything. Um, I definitely want to give a major shout out to my wife for letting me do this. Um, you know, shout out to her, shout out to my two little beautiful girls. I want to give a shout out to my homies, Anomaly and Rad. Be on the lookout for revelations. Be on the lookout for the awakening. Be on the lookout for Infamous Society Volume 3. Uh, and, and definitely give a shout out to all the, the Louisville rappers out there because the Louisville rappers, like Anomaly said, it is a massive competition out here and everybody is basically like sharks in a feeding frenzy right now. They're all just trying to get it on their own, but they, they motivate me to be a better artist. And I hope that my music will make them become a better artist. And I'm hoping that we can unify more as we progress. So I want to definitely shout out to them as well too. Um, and definitely shout out to, to God, to my mom and dad, to, to everybody who has been there alongside that ride for me. And I also want to give a shout out to my haters too, because if I didn't have my haters, then I would not be the person that I am today. And that was it. This is your one tabulous show. Wonder tabulous. I'm making up shit. I'm tired, man. Been working hard these past couple of weeks doing 12 hour shifts back to back to back to back to back. So, I mean, I'm kind of out of it, but nonetheless, that's why you don't have me talking the whole goddamn episode. You have an interesting guest to carry us through, through the hour or two hours or hour and a half or however long this podcast wind up being. It's a Sunday now, so I'm going to go ahead and chop this thing up and I'm going to let you hear it floating across the interwebs and everything. So it's great to have Mr. Catastrophic. I'm trying to get rad on here. Haven't heard shit back from we recorded this podcast a couple weeks ago. And um, they said they was going to shoot them in my direction. I ain't heard shit. I just found rad on motherfucking uh, Twitter just about 30 minutes ago. And um, I followed them. I retweeted some of their stuff. They got some uh, performances on YouTube uh, for their infamous society group, which they're going to have some music. They got Anomalies album coming out. We got um, the infamous society album coming out. We got Mr. Catastrophic album coming out. We got Rad album coming out. This is just slow. I said a slow. Goddamn. A slew of music uh, coming your way from these boys here out of Kentucky and what to nots. So um, look forward to it, man. Look forward to this music. I forget when Anomaly shit is dropping. Release dates, motherfuckers. Let me know so I can plug the shit. They probably told me already, but damn, I might have forgot. It might be in one of the recordings. I don't know. <laughs> but hey, man, when I know, you'll know, and I'll be promoting and plugging and jamming that shit all over the place. 
So look out for Mr. Catastrophic Anomaly, Rad, and the Infamous Society. Also, man, August 20th, August, goddamn, I'm a month behind. October 27th, which is uh, next Friday, uh, John Lee album come out. So make sure you cop it. You get to hear my um, my debut. I got a little bit of uh, sway and input and some uh, stuff on uh, the album. So if you're interested, go ahead and cop that thing. And um, Astros on the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dog, I am fucking up so bad right now. The Super Bowl. Astros to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, they're playing with a football bat. <laughs> yeah, the Astros are going to the World Series. Yay. The only other team outside of Louisiana that I give a pass to. So, congratulations to the Astros. And I uh, hope they can win. Playing against the Dodgers. Yeah, man, I'm tired. Let's get the fuck out of here, people. Um, next week, got a treat for you. If you heard the episode of the hashtag Blackout Podcast, to where they had a um, guy out of India named Sunjay. Um, he submitted some music to that mic check section, and he's a rapper out of India that does English rap, and you know, so it's in the, his accent or whatever is crazy. But I mean. I had to talk to this dude. I had to know why he chose the path of music. I had to know. So he'll be on the show next week. I got some other guests lined up. Um, I'm working out some recordings with. I'm not going to say any names in case they fall through. I, I I just that's just something I don't do. I know I only talking about Sun Jay and all these other people because I've already done it. This stuff is already recorded. I just got to put it out. So look forward to that. And um, shout out to hashtag Blackout Podcast. Um, shout out to Ice in the Face. They're going through some things right now, and um, I wish them the best. Um, po Boys Podcast. I'm featured on. The most recent episode. Um, shout out to Arlie over there on the Random Chatterings podcast. I'm on episode 69 with um, the artist formerly known as Tiny Ebony. Now she is goes by the name of Melanie Cummins or Melanie Cums. You know, that porn name shit. You know, they got to put some jism in it. Much like their faces and vaginas sometimes. Maybe even the butt. <laughs> um... Just finished recording with Ray, Danielle, and Kreese on the Naked Porch Podcast. So I don't know when that shit's going to be out, but um, look forward to that. And um, yeah, man, we got some things coming up. Um, I look forward to episode 100. This here is episode 94. So we're a few episodes away. It'll be here before you know it. Um, I have no idea if I'm doing anything special for it. It's just probably going to be business as usual. But hey, if you want to spend, spend, send some voicemails my way or some emails or whatever have you, you can do that at 304-TALK-ROB. That's 304-825-5762. And the email address is random 
robcast at outlook.com. Send me anything. If you got some music, if you're an artist, you can send me some music and I'll play it on the show for everybody to listen to. Or I might refer it over to the hashtag blackout podcast so they can hit you up on the mic check, give you some constructive criticism and everything. So you can find me on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and other general shenanigans, that's the account you use to do so. Also, the show has a Twitter. You can find it at three R show, uh, which I'm working out uh, a new shirt design for that. I know on my T shirt, goddamn T shirt, she shell, she shells by the seashore. Uh, my T's store. I have an old shirt on there that says a uh, 3RPC, which, you know, I don't know why I, I told you this last time I put PC. PC stands for podcast. I know podcast is one word and everything, but the only reason I did it like that, like when I had the RRRPC is because I wanted that unique hashtag. I wanted a hashtag that nobody was using. So that's the reason I did them that way. So. Yay. Nobody has three R show but me, except for that punk ass motherfucker on Instagram that has three R show and he ain't got no motherfucking post. Ain't got shit. And he won't relinquish it. Won't answer my goddamn instant messages. I tried to report him as fraud and spam. They didn't do shit. <laughs> but I just made some new business cards, so I gotta keep my current uh account name on uh, Instagram until the business cards run out. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of Instagram, follow me on Instagram. Just search the random rounds with Rob because if I give you the username, it's going to be long and convoluted, which was a bad idea in hindsight. So just type in random rounds with Rob or search the hashtag Walmart log or the hashtag 3R show. You should find my shit or you can even use the old hashtag. You can find me on the gram doing gram things also you can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find out ways to help the show contribute some funds or make make me or help me generate some funds and that's the place to do that is randomrobcast.com i got merchandise i got amazon links i got a you can become a patron through podbean and everything just like brandon mcintyre and glenn abbott who help and they support the show and I appreciate them very much. Glenn, I'm working on that damn shirt so I can send it to you. So um, be patient with me. I got some designs I'm kicking around. I'm probably share with you and B Mac just to see what you think about them. And uh, yay. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. And I see you next time. Bonus content. Hustle with the muscle, man, I'm blessed with skills Rumble in the jungle with the stress or deals Only getting stronger when they test my will Keep talking shit and I'll wreck your guilt Nobody knows how the threat's instilled The tension's filled to the point where the infection spills So close your eyes, take a dose of mine Cocaine flow, bro, will blow your mind I know it's mine Overthrow those who oppose the pro that's supposed to shine So roll your boat up shit's creek, pit weeds Cause I stroke during my lowest high And I roll this ice, so roll the dice No crap's given on my focus, pop to the pinnacle After all these years of being ridiculed Throw the 
introduces up to those imbeciles Making mockery of my miracles They're the definition of pitiful But I'm used to this life so typical But karma's traits are unforgivable and unpredictable To these weak-ass little individuals Why you always hating? Trying to deviate me I just wanna make it to the top So innovative Through all the constant change But nothing can restrain me Make me stop. Don't criticize me for everything that I do. Keep pushing on and stick to the plan of making these moves. If you just in me, I'll always break through. Always break through. Wanna play a game? You in trouble now. Scrabble with the worst, man. I tell them down. I'm over their heads and I jump around. Keep me, bitch. Here comes the crown. I run this town. No game of thrones. You ain't got a clue what made me broke. I live a kid on the street lights. Bubble to 
regardless of what they say I am underneath the street Driving down these roads with a vision in my brain and my headphones on I don't care what they say I live a king underneath street lights Underneath street lights Music flowing through my veins like some cocaine The block with the stage man is my domain I live a king underneath street lights Underneath street lights I keep my system up loud Roll the window down or you gonna see his cloud www.hushyourface.com uh, 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 u